Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Thursday. It's the 20th day of August 2020. Thanks so much for being here. You can find all the previous episodes of this show in audio form at abriefchat.com and all of them since I've been making videos at abriefchat.com slash YouTube. You can also become a member. And if you've been listening to the show this week, you know that some major changes are ahead in my life and your memberships are going to mean even more now than they already have, and they've already meant quite a bit. Let's start off, as we always do, by taking a look back at this day in radical history via the Slingshot Collective Day Planner. And also, today there's quite a few things in the certain days calendar. I'm not going to, usually I try and do these in chronological order, but I'm just going to, there's too many events, so I'm just going to do them. Uh, This day in 1619, the first group of 20 African slaves land at Jamestown, Virginia. In 1896, H.P. Lovecraft was born, uh, awful racist, but also horror author. In 1981, Crow Indians barricaded Highway 313 to protect non-Indian fishing on the Bighorn River. Then switching over to the certain days calendar, uh, this day in 1968, uh, prisoners take over in Ohio Penitentiary for three days. Then in 1985, prisoners took over a Supermax unit to air their grievances over the radio. That was also in Ohio. In 2003, anti-imperialist Kathy Bowden was granted parole. And today is Al-Hijra, the Muharram New Year, uh, which I don't know very much about, but I know that uh, Farwa from Farwa Reads has posted some cool stuff about it. So if you want to check out her uh, Instagram, she has some things there about uh, today's event. So, um, van life uh, proceeds apace. Uh, yesterday, I thought I might have found uh, a van and uh, some guy from Phoenix who it looked like was hemming and hawing and might not even show up to look at it, eventually did show up and he got it. So, uh, it was a, a really cool van uh, for a really great price. But, you know, that just means something else is coming down the road and and that's fine. Um, If you don't know why I might care about buying a van, you should go back a couple days and listen to the episode or watch the episode called Van Life because what's about to happen uh, in the not too distant future is I'm going to move into a van and make that my home. So as I've been watching Van Life uh, videos on YouTube, I have come across uh, a couple people who I really, really appreciate because of the way they're showing how to do this on an extremely limited budget where a big, beautiful build of a van is not the point. And that's important to me for several reasons. One, because I'm not going to have money to do a big, beautiful build in the beginning. Uh, If I get to the big, beautiful build stage, it would be by doing it incrementally over time, unless circumstances change for me in some way that I can't currently envision. And then another is a big part of what makes van life attractive for me is that it is a chance, really the first chance I've I've taken. I I don't know if I'd say the first chance I've had, but the first chance I've taken to put, excuse me, to put the things I believe into practice. You know, all the theory in the world is great, but if there's no application, it's kind of meaningless. So. I was watching a video by this guy named Bob Wells yesterday, um, whose YouTube channel is Cheap RV Living, and I will put a link to his video in the description on this YouTube video and in the show notes on this podcast. And he had a video which really well encapsulated what 
I have been kind of saying on this podcast since it started, his math in this video was the balance equation between comfort and freedom, and that the more comfort you require in your life, the less freedom you get, because a comfort is only purchased with essentially the expenditure of your time to earn resources, and the more of your time you have to devote to earning the resources to get the comfort, the less freedom you have. The case he was making was that, uh, you know, van life, and he was in fact contrasting it with other things too, like buying a really expensive RV, for example, um, or, you know, then having an apartment, having a house. He was making the point that van life for him is a good balance point between having enough comfort, you know, so it's not unpleasant to live, but also having an incredible amount of freedom because he needs very little to allow him to live that lifestyle. He can go anywhere he wants to, uh, that kind of thing. He is involved in a nonprofit uh, that does conversions of minivans and other small vehicles for folks without homes. And it's really turned my way of thinking around. I mean, we live in a country with tons of cars, right? I don't know if there are more cars than people here in the United States, but there certainly are a lot of cars. And as a, a former advocate for a nonprofit statewide bicycling organization, I was always pretty against cars. And still, I would prefer a world in which they did not exist. But they do exist, and there are tons of them. And they can provide very inexpensive ways for people to live. Like me, for example. Now, there has been this whole tiny home movement. And Owen was really the first person to, to kind of open my eyes about the classism of the tiny home movement. Where for years, you know, certain folks have kind of poo-pooed like trailer living and, you know, white trash people who live in trailers and all that kind of thing. But if you call your trailer a tiny house, you know, you you do yoga in it or whatever, suddenly it's cool and it's hip, right? And it's what all the, you know, the beautiful people are doing. And if you look at a lot, especially on Instagram, if you look at a lot of like van life hashtag stuff on Instagram, it's all like gorgeous models, um, you know, men and women, uh, you know, posed in these vans or, you know, um, selfies on the beach and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't want any of that. I don't care about any of that piece. For me, this is uh, about realizing that what that stigma against small living conceals is the escape it can offer from all of the stuff you have to do to have the big, beautiful, tiny house life. And, you know, obviously there are people who live in tiny homes who are not the kind of people I am describing but, you know, I just I really have noticed, especially since Owen first mentioned it to me and uh, my friend Sarah and I have been talking about it, you know, how much that lifestyle is kind of pitched as I mean, it's almost like the Instagram lifestyle. You know, it's like it fits perfectly in that little square. Whereas if you live in a you know converted Honda Odyssey that you can't stand up in, um, but it's you're not homeless and you have the basic things you need to stay clean and to cook simply over a single propane burner and you know you have some dignity because you have a place to sleep at night that you know you don't usually see that in that little instagram frame but i would say 
that is significantly more vital to the future of our society than the you know beautiful models on the beach with a van framed behind them that they probably don't even actually live in then there's this guy um and we're getting towards the end but there's this guy i want to mention uh whose youtube channel is foresty forest so the word forest with a y on the end and then the word forest again and um he was a guy who worked in a factory i don't really know this i haven't gone back far enough in the history of his youtube channel i've just been watching the last few months um, you know to see why he made that adjustment uh, to van life but he was a guy who worked in a factory he uh you know kind of essentially was living just in a van that had almost nothing in it like a minivan with a mattress pad on the floor or something and now he's he's still got a minivan a very small minivan that he has built into this nice place but not nice in the uh like ostentatious sense it's just very livable and um he makes enough income from youtube that he essentially uh backpacks and uh, mountain bikes and hikes uh, all throughout canada he's he is canadian and since i started watching him he was mostly up in the yukon and uh a lot of his videos involve him cooking meals you know and i can't impress enough how much this just looks like a regular minivan and if you just saw it you know parked in the grocery store parking lot it would look like every other minivan in the grocery store parking lot but there's a person inside with free solar energy um you know with a uh conduction cooktop uh with a nice bed to sleep in you know i mean all that kind of stuff inside this minivan and as i'm watching these videos i'm realizing that all this time i mean for years and years that i've been talking about being driven by fear and how much i want to push away the the fear and start embracing life I really have never put myself in a position to actually do that because to have this, you know, to be like, this is, this is just an extra room. This room is used for nothing right now, except me, you know, doing this or doing what else I do on my computer, having a wall full of books and it's where the cat poops. There's a second bathroom that, you know, sometimes we use if we both have to go to the bathroom at the same time, but I mean, you know, it, we don't need it. There's a whole other big room in there and a kitchen. And then beyond that, there's a whole other big room and a big walk-in closet and a bathroom. And to have all this requires an enormous amount of the sacrifice of your time. And, you know, now that I'm the age that I am, I am more and more and more cognizant. And I've talked about this before on the show uh, many times of the fact that there is no future amount of time guaranteed to me at all. I mean, this, uh, you know, today could be it. There's certainly no guarantee that I'm going to live to be 95 and that I've got, you know, 50 more years. Well, I guess that's 49 years. Soon enough, 48 years. It's almost my birthday. Um, but anyway, that I'm going to, you know, live to that age and that therefore, you know, if I didn't start really embracing life until I was in my 60s, I'd still have a good 30 years. I mean, I may never see 60. I may never see 50. Who knows? There's just no way to know. I'm not I'm not saying this in a macabre way or uh, I don't have any foreknowledge that I'm there's nothing wrong that I know about. I don't I'm not sick in any way that I'm aware of. I'm just saying that you just can't plan for it. Right. It's sickness isn't the only way to go. First of all, you often don't know when that's coming and you could still get hit by a bus, whether you're healthy as a horse or not. So I really want to start living now. And it took this decision to separate from Owen 
uh, or from each other, I should say. Uh, it you know, was a, a very mutual decision, a loving and mutual decision. But it took the realization that I was trying to hold on to things, to this particular thing, to allow me to be free enough to do a totally other thing. And I'm so excited for these possibilities. I mean, because honestly, like right now I make, I think as I said before, I make about $400 a month between uh, the little bit of freelancing I have left because I lost almost all of it in the pandemic and the podcasting. And, you know, if I can get that up to maybe $1,000 a month between my two shows, that's probably enough to live. And that's enough to live where the thing that I do to live is create content that people want to support. Um, you know, right now, the by far the majority of that comes from the jazz session. But I'm certainly hoping that as I get into making videos about van life and that kind of thing, uh, that that might be a, you know, a, a source as well. So just before I go on that topic, um, if you're on Instagram... You can follow uh, Vanarchism, which is just the word anarchism with a V at the beginning. Uh, it's the account is so new that if you search for it, it might not come up. But if you if you were to type in, you know, Instagram.com slash Vanarchism, um, it might still come up in the search, but that would definitely make it come up. Uh, but if you would give that a follow, I would be greatly appreciative. Uh, that's where I'm going to be putting van life stuff. Obviously, right now, I don't even have a van, but I am. I think I'm going to put a few like philosophical pieces up there as you know, I get into things. And then hopefully before too long, I'll have a van and I'll start doing some work on it and I'll be able to show you that, too. So uh, if you're listening to this or watching this and you're not yet a member, um, you know, five bucks a month for you. Uh, you might not even notice, you know, you spend five bucks on a uh, spur of the moment coffee or whatever but uh several of you putting five bucks together in a membership is enormous for me and it's going to be that much more enormous um i can't do math well enough to know uh what percentage of four hundred five dollars is but it's it's not zero <laughs> and so uh, every one of you who becomes a member and there are multiple levels you could be more than five bucks i think there's five ten and fifty um every one of you who becomes a member is just is adding that much more to the scope of what I'm going to be able to do in this incredibly minimal way that is not going to waste any of that money. So if you can see your way to becoming a member, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you to the people who are members already. I love you. A better world is possible, but we have a lot of work to do. Please.